better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Crafts from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the show. I said Tuesday, we're really live here on a Monday night, but on the podcast feed, you listen on Tuesday. Kyle, Ima- welcome. Imagine not tuning in live. I couldn't be me. I'm here Could for the live. I'm here me. for the live episode every damn time. That's true. That's you know? uh I guess that's one of the perks of the gig, right? Yeah. Get the yeah. live showing. So did you prep takes ahead of time or are we completely relying upon the people in the comments right now? No, I got stuff. I got stuff. Okay, very good. So let's uh today is all about listener hot takes. They never disappoint. So what do they have for us? Uh, this one I liked. Jake says going into the 2020 season, Devontae Parker is a better overall receiver than Allen Robinson. Chill. <laughs> I like Devontae, but Allen's played with some trash quarterback play. Devontae's issues have been more rooted in his own struggles, right? What did Allen Robinson put up last year in Chicago? I'm pretty sure it was like 1,150 yards and yep, a respectable number of touchdowns. Yep. Yes. Uh-oh. Boss is in the chat. <laughs> Paige Demacos in the chat. Yeah, he's definitely underrated. He's he's I mean, he's had Mitch Trubisky and, and Blake Bortles as his quarterbacks. Right. And uh, he was unbelievable with Blake there the one year. Yeah, 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm passing on that, and, and I really like what Devontae did last year, but I'm passing on that. Uh, Joe, I have a take from SB Money, courtesy of Periscope. Take, Robert Foster will be traded, released by the Bills, and become a star, he says, somewhere else. I don't think the Robert Foster will be traded or released. I think it'll be on the team this year. Um, I know that last year he struggled. I think he had three catches and 18 targets. But lost in the shuffle there is a guy who came a, became a good special teams player. He was a good punt gunner. He covered kicks well. And he still you know, has really dynamic speed. And we saw that in the Denver game specifically when he had the ball in his hands. You could see that he moves at a different pace. And I don't think the Bills are going to be eager to let that guy get out of the building. He's cheap labor. And um, I don't – okay. Uh, I don't know why he would not be part of the mix this coming season. So I think that uh, – you know, we're not far away from that guy having three 100-yard games uh, over the last eight of his undrafted free agent rookie season. What's up with the Mountain Dew thing right now? I got like a pod do. You have to what? It's a pod do. I got my pod do. Oh, your pod do, and I've got my water. Okay. Um. All right. All right. We we had a take come in. Alvin Kamara will play his final season with the Saints this year. How are the Saints going to bring back anybody, right? Like Drew Brees is going to retire. That's how. That doesn't help them. They're going to be paying him through like 2023. Like the Saints have no money, none. Hold on. Like negative a lot. What do they have this year? In space. I'm an idiot. I just put Saints cap. They gave me hats. And I wanted yeah, salary. That's cap. what I would expect them to give you. That's what I would. All right. So they they have nine million dollars in cap space this year. And geez, okay, two hundred fifty million dollars in top fifty one commitments. Probably. 
Alvin's probably done after this year in, in New Orleans because Alvin is going to warrant a lot of money, right? Yeah, unless he just... He's not like, going to be take, cheap. No, like, at a projected 215 cap, they're negative $34 million. Right, yeah, it's, it's $175 million. So add right, so, $40 million onto that. Like $80 million in the bad. Like, how, You're going to have to no restructure way. like all your major contracts. You're going to have to get Drew Brees off your books with retirement. It'll help a little bit. It'll probably cut it in half. You're going to have to do your rollover in cap for $9 million in cap space, so they can't bring us anybody else into the fray right now. Maybe Taysom Hill is the running back of the future there. Oh, Tommy Stevens please. for the Taysom Hill role. We have a couple of YouTube comments, including this one from Anthony, which is that Rashad Bateman goes in the top 20. Not in your mock draft, though. No. What do you say about this? I'm selling. That feels rich. I like Rashad Bateman. Um, he plays bigger than his size. And that's one of the most impressive pieces of his game. Oh, it, it's very natural fit for him in some of these RPO style offenses. And, and he got a lot of that at Minnesota. Um, but top 20, I, I don't think he's got the athletic profile. That's really going to move the needle for him not being as big as he plays. Kind of where I stand on it. Fair enough. J-Rod. Josh Myers greater than Creed Humphrey. You're you're triggered, I could see on your face. You only have to say it. You are. I haven't seen enough Josh Myers to really answer this. I've seen plenty of Creed Humphrey, and I think he's a top-tier center. Okay, so... I think, like... I had him 15 in my mock draft. I had Josh Myers 32. Yeah. Creed Humphrey, I, I think, is a better prospect. I would probably rather draft Josh Myers at where he's going to get drafted than draft Creed Humphrey based on the value of where you're talking each one of those guys. Creed top 15, Josh Myers somewhere between 30 and 40. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think of those combinations, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the toughest parts, right? Especially because you don't know if you're going to see him there you think you're going to see him there but is he actually going to fall to you or is it Caesar Ruiz thing going to happen where he goes to 24 and now you're totally boned and <laughs> that's that's the tough part uh Seabass I don't know if that's how it's pronounced but that's how I'm going to say it's pronounced huge Finns fan can't wait to see the Bills and Dolphins go at it for the AFC East Joe we were talking about this in the pre-show we did on this podcast already We've done season predictions for all the teams. We're probably going to have to go back and relook at some of these once the COVID opt-out deadline passes. On Thursday at 4 o'clock. And the Patriots may lose a game or two because they got hit big time with the with the opt-outs. I think they're up to seven players now. Eight, nine, Matt Lacoste, nine. nine. Four starters, Jeez. nine total. So Yeah, that's tough. Kyle, rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right. What's going on here? We got some takes. Let's get back to it. We this guy's have telling on himself. Self tattle take, which I respect the hell out of it. And that's why it's up here. And uh, maybe we can come up with some self tattle takes for ourselves so that double K, we can all be in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, set, tattle take on myself. I said that Salvin Ahmed would run the fastest running back 40 on a previous episode. Yikes. What he ran four six, right? Yeah, it wasn't good. It four, wasn't six, the, two. it was four, not six, the two. fastest running back 40 time. Yeah. So, Joe, who's a player that you like that didn't? Uh... Well, I could also just, you know, do the self take and say we didn't think San Francisco was going to have a winning record last year. Oh, this we're going to have a telling ourselves moment here. Uh, that's literally what I said when I introduced the take. Yeah, I did. Joe, have Joe thinks Joe thinks the Giants are going to have more wins than Washington this year. That's not a tattle take yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, yet. brother. Speaking of the Giants, Medford, the New York football Giants will win a Super Bowl for the fifth consecutive decade in the 19 or in the 2020s. 86, 90, 07, and 2011. I have no idea. Um, I don't like the makeup of their current roster at all. So they'd have to turn it around. But 10 years is, a, I mean, so much can happen in 10 years. That There's is a, a long reasonable chance of that happening. They've done it every decade for the last five. So, Codan, 2021 draft is far deeper at defensive tackle than offensive tackle. I feel, I feel like that's probably true. I don't think it's like drastically different. The there's a lot of tackles that I think could rise up the board, but I mean at defensive tackle, you've got you got guys in Marvin Wilson, Jalen Twyman, Christian Barmore. Jay Tufele, Tyler Shelvin. I mean, those guys feel like top 50 type players for sure, right? Darius Stills. He's got some fans, yeah. Oh, I mean, we got Sewell, Leatherwood, Radunes, Falele, Cosme, Carmen, Jalen Mayfield as your top tier tackles. Rashawn cl- Slater, Walker Little. It's close. Yeah, it's definitely not like a super drastic thing at all. Oh, I like this one. MT scouting. Corey Davis will blossom in 2021 as the wide receiver two for the Green Bay Packers. He gets his first 1,000-yard season. Buying that for sure. He's, he's their type, isn't he? Yeah, I love that. Some yak ability there too. Yep. He he is a mass. They are a massive high weight and speed guy. We just talked because you did your mock, right? Mm-hmm. You gave him Rondale Moore. Sure did. And we talked about that on Monday's episode of Draft Dudes, and I said – you asked me, you were like, which which pick like can you not get behind? And I said, strictly because the Packers, everybody's six three and runs in the four fours, and like that's their wide receiver room. Corey Davis is that guy. Yeah, I think Corey Davis is one of those players that's just going to be a better player on his next team. Kind of like I felt about Robert Woods. Green Bay would be a wonderful mm-hmm. spot for him. Yeah, and and uh, Lafleur knows him from Tennessee, so that that makes a lot of sense. Oh for- yeah. Multiple reasons. Good take, of, empty scouting. I like A lot that. of dots here to connect. Yeah, very good. Uh, Meeks, due to being unable to play FBS competition, Trey Lance goes back to school in 2021. Makes sense. Really? You think he's yeah. done? 
Yeah, he's, he's, the resume's over with. You think he's coming out? Not playing another game. The only thing he has to show for is a redshirt freshman season at North Dakota State. And you know what? His stock is high. So, so you're saying he's a first-round pick no matter what? He's a toolsy quarterback who's got youth on his side and development on his side. I don't know. what If it were me and I didn't get a chance to play this year, I'd probably come out because the stock is high. Let's say that the Dolphins punted at quarterback, right? Okay. They just didn't take it. Okay. And so they're yeah, going year. into this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh, Josh Rosen. Yep. And they earned the number six pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Would you want them to pick Trey Lance? Assume it's, assume it's the quarterbacks that I'd we know I'd be excited. Out. I'd be really? excited about that. Yeah. That's so interesting. He's still raw for sure. But, you know, there's the whole to-do about level of competition and whatnot. And, like, it's been discredited to the point where, like, Carson Wentz is at the same exact school and Tony Romo is a small school guy. You know, how many examples of small school oh, guys yeah. do we need before, you know what I mean? And yeah, it, it's, it's at all it's at all positions too. With one year of sample size is so small. You you'd hope Fitz would come back in that scenario, right? Can you play one more for yeah, us, brother? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably get Fitz on the one year ten million dollar deal and bring him back for one yeah. more. But but I would also say this, man, it's it's the style of play these days is much more friendly to accommodate younger and more spread oriented quarterbacks. You know, it, it's it's you're no longer getting these guys at a certain level of operating an offense and asking them to make these. We're coming this way. We're meeting in the middle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more friendly to a younger quarterback to step in and have success sooner rather than later, even if he does have a small sample size. Didn't Lincoln Riley had a quote that went something along the lines of if your system's not quarterback friendly, then it's a stupid system. Yeah. Touche. Here's one for you, Joe. The Pittsburgh Panthers have the best interior defensive line and edge rush passing duo in college football. Probably. Uh, Patrick Jones and Jalen Twyman. What's better than that? You're going to have my head what, spinning what, here. What about some of these Florida State no, not I know yet. you're you're goo goo gaga about some of these Florida State. I am players, uh, but the, I mean they got some big time recruits on the edge, but they haven't panned out. I mean, like Jones and Twyman is such a really good duo. I got man, that's such a good question. Oh, what? Well, no, Miami doesn't have any interior guys. They yeah, I was sitting here thinking of Roche and Rousseau, and it's like, well, no, they're both outside. So, Pay and Hutchinson, those are both outside guys, right? Hutchinson can play some IDL, but he's yeah, like two. He's like two eighty, so he's he's primarily in it. That's a good take. I think that's true. Empty scouting's just killing it today. Seabass has another one too. Jordan Howard will lead the AFC East in rushing this year, Joe. So uh, Devin Singletary is in a market split or whatever you know, dual yep, backfield with share. Yeah, market share. The Patriots are going to play a thousand different running backs, but Michelle mm-hmm. carried the ball a bunch last year. He had almost a thousand yards. Le'Veon Bell plays for Adam Gase with a brand new offensive line. Five new starters this year, Kyle, mm-hmm. which is a good and a bad thing all at one. All right, at the same time. right, right. Um, why wouldn't he? I, I mean, he's going to carry. What do you, you think he's going to have? 
if he's healthy, carries? I was going to say, yeah, if he's healthy, he's going to have over 200, or 200 carries. I take, I'll take it. I believe that's true. Yeah. I don't think he gets 1,000, though. Really? You think that nobody in the AFC gets 1,000 yards rushing this year? I think he'll get close. But if you told me it was nine 999.5, I'd take the under. Devin had 775 rushing yards last year, and he Might split with Gore. Yeah. So I think so, between you – know, I mean, he averaged 5.1 yards a carry. So, I mean, yeah, he'll probably have around the same amount of yards. I think between 850 and 950 for Jordan Howard this year. Yeah, he'll – okay, that's a good take. Okay. Um, let's see. Ian, Travis Etienne is a top 10 draft prospect that will not be drafted in the first round in 2021. I don't think so. I like Etienne, but I think that there's 10 players better than him in this draft pretty comfortably. But I think the team that drafts him will be happy they get him and he'll be a dynamic player for their team. But I'm not ready to say he's one of the 10 best players in this draft. I like this one a lot from Cam. The Vikings are a Kirk Cousins injury away from Trevor Lawrence wearing purple and yellow. Now, let's be fair. We're not crazy about the Vikings this year. No. We don't get um, – I think the betting odds are pretty favorable for Minnesota to win the North. Um, I think <laughs> the I think the Bleacher Report – football staff just put out like their consensus picks and they mm-hmm. picked Minnesota. Uh, I think three wow. to two, three to two margin over green Bay to win the NFC North. And we're not, we're not buying it uh, because you and I have both kind of looked at this roster and we even just held it up to, we had this conversation on the phone the other day talking about them versus green Bay. And you look at those two teams side by side, you know, where is Minnesota better than green Bay? nowhere minnesota has no depth either like none right it's so so how bad could it get well their backup quarterback is sean Mannion and nate stanley and jake browning can get real bad they're gonna hand the ball off 40 times a game to dalvin cook in a contract year make sure they get their money's worth if kirk goes down be bad would it be like a Detroit Lions last year type scenario? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good like trajectory that we could reasonably expect to happen. Without Kirk, with Sean Mannion as your your starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, th- let's not like dismiss some of the good players on the Vikings. They still have Daniel Hunter and uh, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Anthony Harris, Dalvin their, Cook. Their young tackles are promising. Right, Adam Thielen. Like, they're, those are their good players, but then like – Every other player is a question mark, and the depth on this team is bad. Andrew Blake, I've seen this this comment twice now. Aaron Rodgers will be the Cowboys starting quarterback by the 2022 draft. Does anybody have the warm fuzzies about Rodgers and what's it, McCarthy? They're like, I didn't think that they were on good terms. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I know so, it's, e- it's easy to kind of connect those dots, and it's easy to say that because – Dak is in a contract year and Dallas is not going to have a ton of space at their disposal to make anything happen long-term without you know, making a massive sacrifice somewhere else. But Rogers ain't going to be cheap either. So 
you know, if, if Dallas was going to make a, a swing for somebody else, you'd assume it would be a young quarterback that they don't have to pay premium dollar to. Uh, I'll give you a take. Aaron Rodgers will be the Raiders starting quarterback by the 2022 draft. It's more likely than Dallas, I think. I do too. Let's go. Okay. You just let me know if I need to go to the bullpen. Don't no, do we got this. I got him here. This was a bad argument today on Twitter. <laughs> this was bad. Go ahead. J-Rod draft scout trying to stir the pot here. Matt Ioannidis is not a top 60 pass rusher. Uh, this is actually a tattle take for, from Connor Lee on Twitter. Him and Matty V went at it this afternoon over this. And where do you stand? I think he's probably a top 60 pass rusher in the NFL, right? As an interior guy? Or Total pass rusher. Total pass rusher. It's close. I mean... It's an interesting argument. I mean, we're, we're not going to sit here and stack 59 no, we're not, guys. I mean, so like. You're, you're right. We're not. We're, we're not that desperate for content. Oh, no. I mean, he's had 50. He's had eight and a half sacks last year, seven and a half the year before that. Okay. He's also, he's got the benefit of playing with a lot of really good guys around him, but. The production's there for that to suggest he's a top 60. Yeah, so he had 18 hurries last year, eight knockdowns, and eight and a half sacks, 35 total pressures. I mean. Is that top 60? Probably that, not. That's I mean, close. That's the solution. Just stack it by pressures and find where he's at. Please. Wow. Can you do that? Yeah, you know me and PFR, we're best friends, so. Total pressures. I'm anxiously waiting. You made it seem like it was somewhat easy to do. Yeah, well, it's gonna... no, I was kidding. You know me. I We do Skype calls just to oh, help me okay. navigate things well, on PFR. So. Well, then Fantasy Outlaw says the L.A. teams will win less than eight games combined this year. They'll win more than eight. I'll take the over on that. Okay. How about Kyle saying that the – uh, Baker Mayfield will win a Super Bowl before Lamar Jackson. No, because we predicted Lamar Jackson to win it this year, right? Yeah, we yeah we did. We did we did predict Cleveland was going to make the playoffs this year. What if what if I said this? What if it's much more believable if he says Baker wins a playoff game before Lamar, right? Yeah, because he'd be playing in the wild card round and not and not right. the right. I've got the pressure numbers that we've all been eagerly awaiting. Oh, so you do have it. Yeah, I just needed some time. Oh, okay. So where does Matt Ioannidis rank? It, so, top uh, 60. He ranks, he's 29th in the NFL. Let's go, he's a top no, 30 pass rush. PFF, PFF has him with a, a very different number. He has him with 55 pressures, and PFR well, has him with 35. Remember, PFR, I don't think they add sack numbers okay. and hits into pressures. So if I think if you took what pro football reference has for hits sacks and pressures combined. That's what pro football focuses number is. Okay. Well, he had 55 in his pass rushing grade 76. Yeah. It sounds like top it, 60. Pass let's see, do they grade him as a, uh, 
Mm, this is where it gets dicey. They don't necessarily grade him as a top 60 pass rusher total in the NFL. So. What's his pass rush grade? 76 point. That's not top 60? Six. No, it's 84th. But that's, that's of all, I mean, a guy could like Malcolm Butler's rated higher than him. He had five pass rushes. Oh, okay. Then yeah, we're so, fine. Yeah. We're fine here. We're yeah. fine. All right. Let's see. We got a, a brand take for you. MT Scouton's bringing the heat this evening. Austin Watkins from UAB is a fringe top 10 wide receiver in this year's draft. I like Austin Watkins, man. He plays for UAB. They just threw him up the football and he went and got it like over and over again, just throw it into space and he would go get it. And like, sometimes it would be because he had great separation. Other times he just would go and like beat other guys for the football. I think he's got some ability to win after the catch. I mean, uh, I like Austin Watkins. Um, I'd like to see him play another year and, and see how he develops. I think there's some technique that he can get better at, but ball skills and alpha mentality. I mean, fringe top 10. Sure. I'm in. The Jets should take Justin Fields if Sam Darnold doesn't improve and the Jets have a top three pick. This is a weird, they're in a weird spot because neither one of us really like the offensive guru coach that they have. As you just got done mentioning, they're starting five new starters on the offensive line this year. It feels like a lame duck scenario. They brought in fresh bodies at wide receiver, but I don't necessarily know that their wide receiver room is any better. They just cut Quincy a new one. And like, I get, he hasn't played him forever because he's been hurt, Mm -hmm. but you swapped out Robbie Anderson for Brashad Perryman. Denzel Mims is a rookie. So like, how well is he going to have that acclimation period to the NFL? (laughs) There's a lot stacked against Sam to begin with coming into the year. Oh, and we lost our two best players on defense in the last week. Chris Herndon's back. And we're playing a second-place schedule. Third-place schedule, right? The Bills finished second in the yeah. East. Yeah, Patriots you're right. It. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But that, that gives them Cleveland and who was third in the South. Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah. Plus the Wests, both West, AFC, and NFC. It'll be a tougher schedule this year. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about a little bit with Washington on the podcast today, because I I mocked them Justin Fields at number two, and it was we were not ready to kick the tires on Dwayne Haskins, but if they finish number two again, then like something didn't happen well with that development, and you're talking about a new coach that may want to come in and get their own guy, and so I think I would let my coaching staff make that decision. To be honest with you, you know, do you believe in Sam? You know, you're replacing Gates with whoever you bring in. Do you do you want Sam Darnold? Or do you want this opportunity to start with this quarterback? What do you think you could get for Sam? What what's even a comparable like trade? Because he's he's still twenty two years old, right? That's the that's what makes this so weird. And it's like you don't want to give up on him too soon, and you did invest highly in you, and you did trade up to go get him, so you gave up assets to go get him. And I get that was a different regime. But, like, you also don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're kind of in quarterback purgatory either. And if Sam doesn't continue to progress, you know, at some point you either got to, for lack of better phrasing, poop or get off the pot, right? 
I just don't, I don't, that's extremely tough. I feel bad for him. You, you know, started off under Todd Bowles, Adam Gase, they never built around him, right? Like we still don't even feel good about the supporting cast. No, it's three it's entry, year, year three, you know, and, and you compare that to what Baker has, you compare that to what Josh Don, or Josh Allen has. It's like Lamar, obviously. And Sam Darnold's over here. Like there's piecing together an offensive line again, no exciting weapons. Lave Bell, like the coach doesn't want him there. And Adam doesn't consistently run the ball. They they brought Frank Gore back to steal his carries. And he inevitably will. We talk so much about situation, man. Like, if you believed in Sam Darnold, like if you thought Sam Darnold was the best quarterback in that draft or like a top five caliber pick, what has he done to make you think that he's not that other than play for a bad situation? Right. I would... If the Jets stink this year, which we both think that they will, right? And I was a team that needed a quarterback. I would be trying to strike gold if I believed in Sam Darnold before the 2018 NFL draft. I'd be calling him up. I'd be giving him low ball offers, but I want to see how desperate they are to get him off their books. I want to see if that new head coach wants to get his guy in there. Say you're Carolina and you find a way to win six games, and you're picking eleven or something or nine. Did you offer him your second round pick? Um, a mil- that's my first offer. Yeah. Is my second round pick. And then they're going to say the, the Bears. If you're the Bears and you finish 16, yeah, you're picking like 14, 15, 16. I'd probably offer him my one. I wouldn't start with that because I got a low no, ball and work you would my know way in up. In the back it. of your mind, you'd do yeah, it. Yeah. Like I know what my ceiling is and I'm absolutely giving up a one for a 23 year old Sam Darnold with three years of NFL experience who will be the same age next year as what Joe Burrow is going to be this year as his rookie year. Right. And hasn't played terrible. Sam hasn't played bad. He's had some bad games. Right. But again, this, we talk about the situation. Nobody was succeeding. If Pat Mahomes went to that situation. Right. Yeah. No, he'd be better than Sam, but he he wouldn't have knocked it out of the park. Right. Jason says Darius Slay is overrated outside of the occasional big play. Wide receiver ones, which Slay shadows frequently exceed 100 yards and score touchdown. I think Slay had a down year last year. He did. But I think we can look at this guy's career and realize that last year was not the standard of play that we're used to seeing from him. Now, that wouldn't make me eager to make him the highest paid corner in the NFL, but I think within two years, Darius Slay's contract won't look so bad at right, all. Right. It'll be like a top eight contract. Right. Instead right. of the top one co- contract. The Eagles like absolutely needed to get him as a player to help their defense because they what have you, nothing at corner. What do you think of his fit in Jim Schwartz's defense? Bump and run man coverage. It's okay. You like it. I mean, it's fine. At least he'll play. At least he'll play a lot of man. He'll play a lot of man. He'll play, play a lot of man. Get up in the face of guys at the line of scrimmage. Oh boy, here we go. Question. It's not a. It's not a take, but it is a question. Can you use built bars to power your car if your battery dies, and there's no Rock Auto nearby? Just order something from DoorDash and. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get all the sponsors a little shout out. <laughs> Get one of those mopeds, you know, whatever. So, yeah. 
take Javon Holland, the safety from Oregon, is the most slept on player in TDN's top 100. Should have asked Dre about him, huh? Yeah. I think he was on our list, but we, we went long with Dre last time. So we missed the opportunity to milk everything we could out of him. Uh, I'll say this. Javon Holland's athletic profile is concerning. And that's a big part of the reason why he did not rank highly. Uh, very good, very diverse defensive back at Oregon. But I think in the, I think he was clocked in like the high four sixes coming out of high school. And like, I get those dynamics change, but you watch him at Oregon and there's at least some level of concern and question about his athletic profile and how explosive he is. So does he have the athletic profile to play the same style that he plays at Oregon and have success doing it? That's the big question that we'd like to see answered. Combine will be big for him. Having 63 on the board. I mean, we think he'll be a second round pick. Yeah, he's a top, I think he's a top six safety for us. Mm-hmm. I think he's sixth. Um, okay, let's see. Seabass is filling up the bucket today. Marcus Mariota will be the second best QB in the AFC West behind Mahomes. Mariota will start after Cargo starts one and four, has the Raiders sniffing the playoffs and returns to 2016 four. I mean, it's not like there's stiff competition for this, right? We're talking right. about Herbert, Taylor. And... So I guess the hot take there is that he beats out Derek Carr and plays well, right? Stock down for Drew Locke, by the way, losing Juwan James. So you got Elijah Wilkinson and Garrett Bowles as your starting tackle. Just, just like last year, right? Mm-hmm. It's you'd hate to. I mean, Juwan, they gave him all that money, like a record-setting deal for a right tackle, and the, the guy's not going to play like at all for them in the first two years. But I mean, the contract's froze, so he comes back next year. But but Juwan James, I think, is scientifically incapable of staying healthy on odd years. So <laughs> have you seen the splits? Yeah, I'm being you, serious. Have you we've, seen this? We've play? been through this for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like he plays a full season every even year in the league, and every odd year he misses more than half the so season. He was due for his availability to be good this year. I guess. Uh Kyle's got a hot take that I'm selling hard on. Preston Williams is better than Devontae Parker. Preston Williams. Preston Williams out. did get cleared for football activities after tearing his good. ACL in week eight last year. So that was nice to find yeah. out today. Uh, let's see. We got a few more kegger LSU wide receiver room has more drafted players right now than Bama's wide receivers. I mean, I'm more familiar with the depth that LSU has at receiver, you know, like compared to Bama. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like those bottom tier guys, I don't know. I, they're all good, highly, highly regarded recruits. So, but I mean, Jamar Chase, that's the best receiver in the draft. Terrace Marshall's a firm day two guy. Uh, they've got, I can't remember his name. Um, is it Trey Palmer? He's like some kind of like crazy speed guy. But Bama still has Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. Go ahead. What if I told you, or what if I amended the take and said LSU's 2019 wide receiver room will have more top, 50 selections than Alabama's. I think Alabama's does because I think Smith and Waddle go top 50. Right. So that's what I, I was know. getting at. It's like, if you well, put the. Let's, 
Like if you add up the draft slots, mm-hmm. which one will be higher? I think LSU's. Yeah, I think so too. Because Marshall, I think, goes like 60-something. So if they go like 5 and 60, and both of those other guys goes in the 20s, hypothetically, then the Bama right. guys have the better. Yeah. Right. All right. That's going to be our last one today, Joe. Another live episode of Takes on Takes in the books. Listeners brought the heat as always. We wouldn't expect anything less from you guys. And we're greatly appreciative that you guys took some time out of your Monday evening to tune in and listen to us filter through these hot takes. Joe, we will be back with another live programming again before the end of the week. We're going to do something on Thursday night this week. Really excited for it. So start, want to start I don't know teasing what it, it is, now. So this is news for me. All right. Well, so we're going to start teasing it now. And then once I fill Joe in on what's happening, then we can tell the rest of you what the show concept is going to be. But make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. And we look forward to talking to you again later this week.